morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. It is uh, Sunday, December 9th, a uh, special edition of the RC After Hours podcast. Come join us live on Facebook. We're up and running. Uh, again, this is a special kind of one-off, big RC news today. Uh, it's not going to be a super long podcast, but uh, a lot of good information, some fun, and we're going to talk about a new Spitfire that has been released. So, heck with it. Let's uh, let's jump right in. And joining us today is everyone's favorite Canadian up there in the Great White North, Andre Russo. Good morning. And joining us once again, one of our favorite guests, Stephen Neal. How are you, buddy? Good. How is everyone? We are fantastic, as you like to say. Fantastic. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. This this is a special um, RC After Hours Edition podcast. We got some big news coming up here shortly. But first thing we want to start off here real quick, uh, we know that the Spitfire has been released, so we just want to touch base on that a little bit and talk about it. It's finally here. So where do we want to start with this, Steve? Uh, look, the Spitfire is finally here. It was, yep. it was released on the, on the 4th of um, um, December, so just before the end of 2018, which was awesome because that way we were able to fit the 100th anniversary RAF logo, which is on the box, just in time. So we've just made the cut, which is the end of the year. So, guys, this is probably the best ETO, or sorry, EPO Spitfire ever made. It is unbelievable. And like I've said before, if you've ever seen a Spitfire fly, and get goosebumps, you're going to do the same thing with an RC model, and it's pretty weird because it's an RC model, but still when you see it fly past, you're going, it's, it's amazing. It is a pretty cool thing, and, and obviously, you know, a massive shout-out there to Tom Hunt, who was the you know the main designer behind the 109 that we had with Durafly and the and the Spitfire that we originally had with Durafly, and then, of course, the Avios Spitfire. So it's um, a massive culmination of his work, and plus with Stuart, and then ending it with myself and then Ian as well to bring out the Spitfire. So it's um, an awesome aeroplane with all those features that make it what it is. And obviously if you're FPV orientated and you want to fly a Spitfire FPV, then do this because it comes with a pan and tilt. So you don't have a pilot, which everyone's like, you know, been a few cries about not having a pilot, but you get an FPV mount. All you need to do is put in your camera, your VTX somewhere, and then you're going to fly a Spitfire FPV, like he doesn't want to do that and just, you know, play the Battle of Britain music in your head and or whatever <laughs> and just try and find some Germans and shoot them down and win the war again. Right. So it's, yeah, but it is an awesome aeroplane. Like the, the features on this thing are next level, like with the hidden control services. Um, you know, there's been a lot of energy and a lot of time and effort going into the into the production of this thing and and it's, um, yeah, it, it it's it's all built up to that to that crescendo. So right. there you are, yeah. Right. We now, have Spitfire released. Now, some big news. What's the big news? Well, real quick, before we jump into that, I just wanted to talk just a little bit more about Spitfire. Now, you know, I want you to kind of describe to me. I'm not a huge Spitfire fan like you are, Steve, or you, even. You will Steve. be. You will be. You will I will be. be. Once you, okay. Yeah, once you buy, hang on. <laughs> no, it's. Yeah, sorry. No, no, I just. <laughs> I want you to kind of, you know, there's a million Spitfires out there. So I just wanted you to kind of, you know, let everybody know what is really different about this Spitfire. Why would somebody want to go get this Spitfire, you know, when there's a hundred others out there? What is so good and, and special and different about this Spitfire? 
first of all, it's 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 made by Avios, which is a fantastic branded product, and it's come through. Avios has grown a lot as well. So the first thing you can say is you remember the old Avios Sea Fury, which which had its issues, of course, mm-hmm. like all early models, like every early aeroplane had their issues, and and this is the built up, you know, from you know a lot of a lot of information that we've put out there in regard to information. Sorry, how do you say? It? A lot of time and energy to develop products and techniques and the way that we're doing mouldings, and it's, it's reached a pinnacle of, of production with this Spitfire. Um, the design of the aeroplane is the next best thing because it has that fantastic design for slow speed and also for fast flying as well and manoeuvrability. The Spitfire generally doesn't like to fly re- fly really, really slow, but with this, the design with the washout and the wings and everything that Tom Hunt had done, mm-hmm. this thing flies. Like, I mean, you can click on full flaps and it doesn't change the attitude of the aeroplane at all except maybe it'll get nose down. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to put in massive amounts of elevator. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. The way in which it's designed and the way in which it flies is second to none. I have the flight line Spitfire. I've actually got 67 Spitfires in my collection altogether. Oh, my gosh. And um, what can you say? It is the best Spitfire I have flown in RC. And that goes to... Like you know, Hangar Nine's big one to the to the other smaller ones, and to even the Durafly. If you've got a Durafly 1100 millimeter Spitfire, this flies better than that. So wow, it is. You know, it it is really cool. And obviously, like there's, you know, guys are going to have issues with the plastic cover doors if you're going to take off on long grass and that sort of stuff. But that's a warbird in general. You're going to have those issues. You know, mm. if you slam the deck down and you you think you're going to fly like an F18 land on a carrier and you. You know, you're going to cry because the undercarriage isn't going to handle the weight of big, massive landings. Of course, that's going to happen. But the way in which it's designed, the, the modular system for the undercarriage, the way it pulls apart, it's, it's you know, all the parts are replaceable and that sort of stuff. And, right. and all the spare parts are in stock too. So that's fantastic as well. So that's something that, that we've gone along with, with, you know, obviously there's been issues with stock in the past and that sort of stuff where you've got, you know, in and out of stock. And But this has all come live with the spare parts, which is pretty cool. So right. well, if not... Not going to be very soon. They're not far behind, so they're yeah. Right, um, Bill Decker. We will get to your question in a minute. He wants to know what took so long, so we might touch on that a little bit. But real quick, I uh, just wanted to run over some specs of this big, awesome, beautiful Spitfire. Definitely has super scale details, panel lines, exhaust, cannons, scale spit flaps with turn indicators. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, it was designed in collaboration with Tom Hunt, which does a fantastic job. Navigational lights on the tail and the wings, pre-installed electronics, canopy and cockpit door opens to reveal interior details, bolt-together plane for easy storage and transport, removable armored glass for FPV camera, hidden control surfaces for a realistic look, large battery tray, ball link controls for precision. And this isn't a little Spitfire, folks. The wingspan on this is 1,450 millimeters or 57.5 inches. That is a big Spitfire. Uh, recommended six channels, 60 amp ESC, uh, 15 by 10 by 3 blade prop. And with this bad boy, you want to run it on a 3,000 to 4,000 milliamp six cell battery. So, hey, Chris, go back to uh, go back to Steve rather than the spec. Steve's got one in his hands and. Uh, Okay. Wow. That plane is huge. Yeah, it is Look big. I was really shocked. Hang on. I'll and just like, guys back up. There like, we go. There we go. And, and you know, like, my head is enormous. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like, I've got hands like Andre the Giant. So, you know what I mean? This, no, but, 
Um, like up front, you can see in the motor here, I've got the the the, hub, the propeller off at the moment, and you can see in there you've got an SK3 50mm motor with 380kV. So it's got an awesome motor straight out of the factory. It's, you know, with a 60-amp-hour Star ESC. Um, and there's that door. I'm going to see if I can get it in there. Let's have a look. Mm. We'll there's that oh, door yeah. with the slot. And obviously there's the left PV camera in there as well because this is the one from the video shoot. Um, yeah, I mean, the best thing about you were saying before about the Spitfire, Chris. Yes. And the, the biggest thing you're going to find with the Spitfire, if you can sit over here, is actually this shape just in here. Just here. If you get that right, you uh-huh. know the Spitfire really, really well. And uh-huh. that's the goal wing. The gull wing of a Spitfire, which is missed in a lot of manufacturers, mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of the early Spitfires, you didn't have that. I'll just put that down here in a second. You didn't have that gull wing inside the back of the wing. It's, it's very difficult to do when you've got the flaps and everything else, and it's easy to make a flat wing. Uh-huh. Um, which, away from the look of the Spitfire, when you have a Spitfire inverted, it's got that, you know, like that, uh, you know, the degree of, of dihedral. I think it's six. Don't get me wrong. I could be wrong. You know, I'm probably going to get slaughtered for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with the um, you know with, with the design of the wing and, and the way that it looks, this thing here and it just flies so well. I I can't tell you how good it is. From um, even when you do a maiden, you take off, you, you get this thing trimmed in the air, and then you're just like this thing just flies so locked in and so precise. It is just just a credit just a credit to everyone who worked on it, and we're so happy that it's out and everyone can get their hands on it and start to um, you know to to really enjoy it, you know. And a lot of, I've been asked a lot of questions, you know, like, what's it like in comparison to the Flightline one and, you know, why do I want to go and buy this one over the Flightline yes. one? And my biggest thing is it's a Spitfire, <clears throat> just get both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there yeah, you no go. No kidding, there is no debate. Don't, 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 don't try and compare pair because they're, they're a different aeroplane as well. Like one's obviously a later Mark. This is an earlier Mark. Mm-hmm. This is a Mark Five. that's a Mark Nine. There's, this has got a bit more detail. This is probably a little bit more correct in outline and scale appearance. The, you know, like the the the, the Mark Nine from free, uh, from Flightline is, um, you know, it flies extremely well. I've got one. I've got the 1200 and the 1600, and I've compared pairs. I've had them both together and flown them all on the same day and realised that this one flies a little bit better. But that's my own opinion. Um, you know, people are going to say other stuff. I mean, you can fit up to like I've seen guys already. Tom Hunt had on RC groups. I think he slammed a 5,000 milliamp battery in the front of this thing and showed that it fits. Wow. Um, you know, the wing loading is pretty light. I'm, I've flown it with a 2,700 milliamp success. Mm-hmm. It's a bit too light, but a 3,000, 3,500 around there, it, it's perfect. So you can easily fit a 4,000 in there as well. Right. Um, and remember, we fly everything with graphene because we don't pay for the batteries. We get them for free, so we can <laughs> use the best batteries that we have. So we use the new graphene, and they're a bit heavier yep. as a battery. Um, you don't really need a graphene. You want to keep the C rating fairly low because it's got a big 15-inch propeller at the front, so mm-hmm. you're like a 15 by 10 prop. Uh, 15 by 10. 15 by 3-bladed. Oh, yeah, 15 by 10, 3-bladed yeah. propeller at the front. And it, um, so it spins that nice and slow. You don't have to have massive C rating batteries. It's just a nice low rating battery. And, of course, you can, you know, you can obviously bank up two, three-cell batteries together to make your 6S. So if you've got those three-cell packs that are big enough, like yep. You know, four thousand three. You put them together. They, there's your success. And sorry, yeah, two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill but, Decker. Um, Bill Decker wanted to know if what the actual scale was. Like, if he wanted to go to Cali Graphics to, to change some, uh, you know, things up. Yeah, I believe it's. I believe it's one fifth. Okay. Gotcha. So, 
because we were looking, we we're actually looking at putting a pilot in it. Um, we decided. I, I, uh, I was talking to Albert, one of our guys who works in China, and he was looking for a pilot to put in that was the right, you know, scale and size and all that sort of stuff. And then we ended up going through the line of if guys really want to put their pilot in there, they're going to three D print or they're going to get pilots from wherever to put in there. Right. Um, obviously, pilots are available to put in there, but the reason we went with no pilot is to give you that. Um, the pan and tilt mount. So in there you have your pan and tilt camera with the two servos pre-installed. You've just got to find, uh, if I can get it out, I'll show you what it is. But in there you've got a pan and tilt um, setup. So that's, you know, obviously the cost of that to engineer that, to make that with the two servos is a lot more than just a pilot. So, uh, and in there you've obviously got that, um, the, the joystick as well, which which has the, uh, which is, um, how, how would you say it? Which is, um, actuated. there you go, and works in, in, yeah, in uh, unison in, with a with a wire off the aileron, so then you can see it actually move oh, left and right. That is awesome. It fires. Um, yeah, I can't think of the word, but it's not. Yeah, not, it's got a hinge. <laughs> um, and obviously inside the cockpit, you've got all the scale details with the with the instrument cluster and that sort of stuff as well to give you that. You know that that. that I think I say in the video, holy crap, I'm flying a Spitfire. I think it might have been holy shit at one stage, but it's holy crap. <laughs> and and it does. It really gives you that, you know, you look over at the wing and you see that elliptical wing and you think, like, this is just magic. And if you're a Spitfire, you know, like uh, there's a guy who used to work with us, Mark Benlin, who was um, used to be a member, still is a member of the club that I'm in now with Flying RC, and he is, loves his, his Warbirds and all he wanted to do was get FPV into a Spitfire. So... That, that's how actually it came apart. Uh, come, yeah, come, come about with with Mark and Stuart. They actually started the FPV stuff for the Spitfire, wow. and that, that was that was. And, and Mark's you know no longer working with Hobby King, and and he's um, moved on. Mark, if you he won't be listening, he's <laughs> he's got nothing. Um, <laughs> and um, and and they wanted to do it, and that, that's how it came to uh, to fruition. Was was those guys so. It's a blind. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, I know when we first talked about this airplane, you said to do FPV, you guys had to design it so you could remove the front piece of windshield so you could see through it, or did you actually find a good piece of glass to put in there? Yeah, on the windshield separates. I don't know if this one, yeah, this one will do it. So what you can do with the arm of glass at the front there, if I just get the airplane into the shot, there we go. No. What you can do is if you pull this, I've only just tacked this on. So if you pull this off, then through here you basically just have um, straight vision straight through uh, the, the cockpit. Yep. And all I've done was use a bit of U, just basically pop that on there, and that'll just go back on. Uh. So you can remove it. And then you've got, there's your gun sight. If you mm -hmm. Sweet. And that, that'll really give you – and Tom Hunt's done a video with the FPV, so check that out, guys. If you if you want to see Tom Hunt flying around with FPV, he's done a really, really good video. It's up on um, RC Groups at the moment, or on YouTube, actually, and um, flying it around, so it's it's, it's, it's very cool. Um, the, all the control surfaces are a big thing as well, like the way that they're all hidden, and, and you know, it's a, it's a little bit fiddly when you first get it to, to put it together, but once you get that um, – you know, once you get it all up and running and everything, it, it works perfectly. And you can really throw this thing around. Like I've, I've had this thing do manoeuvres that a Spitfire can never ever do. <laughs> and we've done, you know, I think I did a Longevac in it and it was just like, 
you know, Spitfire can't do that. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. We can do it. And, um, yeah, so we, we really pushed it on the filming day, which was a lot of fun, like, you know, a lot of high G pull-ups and everything else and just, just cool stuff that you're not going to see on the video because we've cut it out. But, yeah, you know, like all those rolls and, you know, hammerhead stalls and that sort of stuff. So it, it can do a lot of manoeuvres. Um, I fly it basically on around about uh, 50% throws and 30% expo on all control services, probably a little bit more if I was to taxi around on the elevator. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what I flew it on and just made it easy. And it just worked a treat with the ailerons and the elevator. So it doesn't need much throw, obviously, with the elevator. It's a lot of area there to move around. So it's – and centre of gravity is – there's two round circles on the front. You'll see, like, their fuel fillers, although they would have been used for fuel back in, the, in World War II. Mm-hmm. And it's on the leading – it's on the front of those round circles, and there's your centre of gravity. Oh. I just went off the circle. So it's normally a 3,000 milliamp. Oh, a 3,000 graphene milliamp pushed all the way to the nose gives you centre of gravity. So, hmm. Nice. And away you go. It, it, and it worked really, really well. So that's nice. – and that's um, – yeah. And then obviously you've got the two colour schemes as well. So you've got the desert and then the ETO. Mm-hmm. And then with, that, with, the, with the desert one, it gives you the American, the American scheme with the shark's mouth on the front, which looks oh. really aggressive on that box filter. Which once again is a little bit of a hassle to put it all to put all the stickers on, but yep. you know, yeah. Once you get used to putting the stickers on and you use a bit of heat to make them blend, you know, to sort of bend around those contours, then mm-hmm. it, it looks very effective with this massive shark's mouth on the front. So. Cool. Right. Um, real quick, too. Obviously, guys, if you're listening listening to us live, or if this is later on and it's recorded, you're listening. This isn't the big news. We are getting to that, but uh, we just <laughs> wanted to touch base with the Spitfire since it was released. But real real quick, um, Steve, I wanted to touch base with the C-130. I, I know some people have, it's slowly filtering out and getting into some people's hands. I was just curious of what uh, the reaction is, you know, now that people finally have maybe got it, got it together, got a few flights on it, if you've got any feedback from it. Uh, I, I I think other than a few people, you know, the, the obvious haters that don't like us, they've come out and said their bit to say, but I think a majority, 90% of people, or probably higher than that, have given us a, a fantastic glowing review on this aeroplane. Mm-hmm. Um, they've seen it, those that have had their hands on it, they've given us, you know, like, you know, thumbs up on everything, and, you know, like the guys that have flown it, they're just like, this thing is just, it's so, and it is, it is a cool design, it is a fantastic aeroplane. Mm-hmm. Um it's going to come – it'll be back in the stock in January. Mm-hmm. So um, the first round that we did with, with the, the ballot or the, you know, sign up and get yourself a C-130 sort of thing that we did. Yep. And, and it worked extremely well. We got massive, massive interest, like like thousands, thousands, huge wow. amount of interest, like like thousands. Like mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was, it was actually overwhelming. And then the aeroplane was um, obviously given to those who, who were able to get their hands on it. And now they've got it, and I've seen some fantastic ones. There's a Facebook page, I think it's the C130 Club. Yes. And 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 I started that up um, just to, to get other people to get in there and just share their, their their photos and everything else about the C130 and sort of build up that 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 community with that C130. And it's some of the images that have come through there are just like I had to take a double shot to see if they were real. And I was like, hang on, <laughs> yeah, the model. Yeah, there's I- one on there. Um, Jeremy Salt, uh, Salt, oh, probably said his name wrong. Um, he, I just remember that name. He, um, 
the C one thirty he did was just unbelievable. Like the 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 color, the, the the painting and everything else he's done on it is just next level. Like if we could do it that good, man, we would have sold more. This is just sensational. So if you get a chance to jump on there and have a look, this thing is really really neat. The the amount of effort that he's gone to make this thing. I think he's he's possibly a current he currently serves on the C one thirties or did serve on the C one thirty. But man, he's done it some justice. I tell you, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the other yeah. thing, real quick, we'll, we'll move on. Um, I just wanted to touch base with the C one thirty. Obviously, I got some flights under my belt and kind of put it through the ringer. Few few really good things I I wanted to you know comment on and and tell you and obviously you already know this but one i was very surprised again at how tough the landing gear really is i had some pretty yeah. pretty no our, our fields rough like yours or even rougher and in the day i flew it we've actually had some freezing and thawing already so the ground was i wasn't even sure if it was going to take off and land in the grass it was so rough it took yeah. off with no problem landed with no problem you know the 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 gear door on the nose is actually kind of protected from you know with the front wheels so it's not like it grabs the yeah. grass and it's going to rip it off but i had some pretty pretty good landings you know hard landings with it and i mean it just took it no no issues whatsoever i was really impressed with the landing gear two i was pretty nervous i've never had a four engine plane before and and so i was i, I didn't know really what to expect I was blown away the second the wheels got off the ground. How easy, and I keep kept saying this in our pod, last podcast. How smooth this plane really was to fly. Just just slow, smooth. I, I was only flying at fifty percent throttle most of the time with no issues. No, you know, didn't have any bad tendencies. So I was really blown away with every, you know, how it flew. I, I couldn't believe it, but. The only thing I did find, and, and this is not really bad because I don't think a lot of people are probably going to do what I did, but we were chucking a lot of stuff out the back end. And the only problem I ran into, and it was a pretty easy fix, Steve, was if I had a lot of stuff loaded into the cargo door and we dropped the cargo door, sometimes it would have a, uh, a little issue where the door would overextend and the little rods would pop out. And then I couldn't yeah. get it to close, you know. And and again, we really loaded it up. I, the little tanks and the cars we have are pretty heavy and, and probably oversized. But what I did, Steve, and if anybody's out there and they're going to drop a lot of stuff out the back and it's a really, really easy fix, I just took a small piece of carbon fiber rod and hot glued it on the top of the servo and extended it out to the servo arm so that that servo arm physically can only go so far. So once right. I did that, I had no issues whatsoever, and it was a really easy fix. So, other than that, I couldn't find anything else. You know that so, you know. I watched your video, and I think Chloe was filming it. Yeah, and uh, I showed Ian, and Ian was like, "Yeah, that, that's you know." So there's something else that we had to, you know, that we had to add to it to to do. You know, there's a couple of little tweaks that, of course, are going to come out after sure. after we find uh, guys get them and start to fly them, and then they start to modify them and. Mm-hmm. And then that's how these, and that, that's how these airplanes evolve as well is, is because of feedback that we get from other people. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but now the C one thirty is going really, really well, and um, I, I believe the sales for the Blue Angels one are doing better than the grey one. That's mm. crazy. That is crazy. But, that's crazy. But, but, but I, you know, I mean, it's it's early days because of the, the limited num the, the limited number of, of um, models that were made. Yeah. For that first batch so 
it's going to be the next batch that are really going to tell us which ones. And obviously, you know, Ian's got his mind on doing other decals for that as well, so to, to, to bring out a, a decal option as well. So, yeah, some cool stuff. So, and also, um, I know we we're, were in the works of, of making touch up paint. Oh, sweet. Rock. And yeah. they. They're going to Avios and Durify touch-up paints. So they're going to be, obviously, you'll be able to get yellow C130 paint, then go around and touch up all your little bits and pieces and that sort of stuff. You won't have to go on Home Depot and take in a wing and try and get it repaired. But obviously, the guys that are going to do your, your big overall new color schemes are obviously going to get their own paints. But that's... Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, that, that is really nice because, you know, we all do it. I think the nails are the worst, you know, like you just, mm. oh, I stuck. So, yes. you know, I, I did it twice on the, uh, uh, on the 109. I was like, oh, well, I'll get the Sharpie, the silver Sharpie and mm-hmm. make yeah. it look like some exposed aluminum now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get more, oh. I get more hanger rash moving the plane around or getting it into the car than I actually do flying it. But one other quick question, Steve, I had, and, and it's really because I'm an idiot most of the time, but. The, the little uh, detailed stuff like the antennas, windshield wipers, pitot tubes, especially the pitot tubes, is that something you're going to be able to buy possibly or having a kit? Because, yeah, yeah okay. It, it, it will be a, um, and, and oh, I think it's going to be an option with the, with the spare parts. So. Okay. Because yeah. an idiot I am, and I don't know why I do it, I always have a tendency to grab the nose all the time and I either <laughs> pop off the pitot tubes or rip a windshield wiper off and I've glued them on a couple times. One of them I already lost. I was like, Chris, you're an idiot. Stop doing that, you know? So uh, I actually, I, I got sick of knocking them off. So I remember I put a piece of plastic onto the back of that fitting and then pushed that in a bit further into the foam so it wouldn't uh, Yep, that is I a good idea. Good idea. And that yeah. goes back to the old days of killer planes. If you remember Steve from killer planes, used to always yeah. drill foam and put big leak. He was out of control. But he was, um, yeah, he, he taught me a lot when it come to foam bits and pieces and mainly had a laughy crash off. You just laugh at it. You know, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Right. Carp through everything and away you fly again. Why not? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what happened to that guy? Where is Steve from killer planes? What I don't know. Steve? I haven't seen a video from him for man. ages, so who knows? Steve, they just... Come back, man. You missed from the hobby. Come back. <laughs> yeah. That voice, that voice in the hands. Yeah, he had these. He had massive hands, like and with the glue all over his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like watching his videos, you know. And it's yeah, uh, every once in a while, you're you're kind of hoping he actually crashes one of his contraptions, so you go, "Yeah, it worked actually." Yeah, I remember he had the. Um, I think it was the original Hobby City mosquito or the Hobby King mosquito, one of the original mosquitoes mm. that we had years ago. And he, he hit the ground with that, like thumped the ground like so hard, and the thing just. <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of broke a prop or something, and he put it back in the air. He was like, "It's back." I'm just like, really? <laughs> "That would have disintegrated." Like if you'd have got that standard, and he's put this here, but that was funny. Funny oh, it's back oh. strength reinforcement rods. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Actually, yeah, you learn a lot from watching what he does. If you want to do any kind of, you know, reinforcements, you learn some really good techniques. You know, all his rods with his heat and everything, and it's very oh, difficult. It's, it's, it's not just not just Steve. It's it's heaps of guys on YouTube that do random stuff that you just sort of you never ever think that you're going to do that, and then all of a sudden these guys just go and do it, and you're just saying, "I'm like, that's pretty cool." Right, right. Uh, and so this, you know, that we and we all learn, and like I said before, you all learn, you evolve, and you change products because, because new things come around, and that's how we find these new things. So it's mainly because of the people who put themselves out there to show these new products, right, or their products. 
So I suppose we should get, let's get to the news. Yeah, I'm, uh, the news. I'm, I'm kind of dreading it a little bit. All right, we're going to get to the big news. Um, we've actually known about this probably for, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks now. And when I heard about it, I was Steve, I was pretty devastated. Like it really, it really hit. I think me and Andre both, it, we took it really bad, uh, and just you know didn't know what to think or what to say or or anything. But it, it's finally sunk in. Uh, huge news. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed a, a bit, but uh, you know everything happens for a reason, and people move on. They do different things. So I guess at this point, Steve, I'll just let you have the floor and we'll get into it and you can talk about what's, what's happening, what's coming up next. Basically hobby King and myself have decided to part ways. I'm no longer with hobby King. Um, basically what's happened is there's been a, a restructure and I'm not part of that restructure. So unfortunately I'm moving on. Um, you know, this is a sad thing for me. I've been with the company for a couple of years and I've, I've been able to, to do some amazing things with some amazing people at the company. I've met some fantastic people and I've had awesome experiences working with Hobby King. And it was always, I suppose, back when I started back into RC or back into to flying and, and I've always been a customer of Hobby King. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to, to work for Hobby King and then to make products for Hobby King it's yeah. It, it was. It wasn't really a job. It was. It, it was a, a, a bit of a dream come true. You know, like to go and work. And I remember going for the first round of interviews or talking to Toby and originally going there. I was just like, "Is this going to happen? Am I going to work for Hobby King?" This is the big thing. <laughs> and then when I started for Hobby King, I was like blown away. You know, like we had so much fun in the office and and yeah, everyone got along really, really well. And then obviously, it's 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 still work, but we still had a lot of fun. Like I've met some awesome people you know like the, the guys that work in that office are some of the best and hopefully i'll stay friends with them for a long time you know and we'll keep in touch you know like simon and 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 nick o'reilly our electrical engineer and and uh richard who looks after our battery category are fantastic guys ian especially like ian and i you know we've, we've got to know each other over the years even before we're both members of Pen, uh, penrith electric malaria club we've known each other and then working for hobby king together and then obviously we traveled to Asia and Europe together, so we really got to know each other. You know, we got on each other's nerves, and then we, you know, we, <laughs> we're like a married couple, really. Um, and it's been, it has been tough to sort of to not go there and to not work there, but it's, um, you know, and then obviously there's probably guys in the office that I haven't spoken about, but you know, like the the, the guys that 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 group that, and we were pretty close. Like every Friday, we'd play poker together, and we all it, it was a, a really cool close knit sort of community, and it was great to work there, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, and, and it's an experience, and and of course, you know the, the challenges that that happen now for Hobby King. I no, I don't know what's going to happen with Hobby King. I don't know what what their plans are. I've I've got no idea. I haven't really touched base with anyone since I left. Mm-hmm. Uh, which um, yeah, and I'll, hopefully I'll catch up with these guys soon, and you know we'll be able to talk in the future, and 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 um, yeah, I'll catch up with Toby and all those other guys, and it'd be great to to see what's going to happen. I know they've got some fantastic products that are going to come out in the next couple of years because mm-hmm. I know stuff that I've worked on and there's stuff that – so it's – um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens and how Hobby King evolves from here on in. I don't know what the future's going to hold for them. I've got no idea. So it's, it's out of – like I've, I've been disconnected for a couple of weeks now. So it's um, – yeah, yeah. And what, what happens there is, um, you know, and I'll always be an advocate and always be a supporter for Hobby King. Mm-hmm. I always have been. 
Um, if anyone speaks badly of Hobby King, you're probably going to get a smack in the mouth because that's just how it is. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a passionate sort of guy. Yeah. Um, feel loyal as well when it, when it comes to this sort of thing. And, and even in the days before I worked for Hobby King, I was always a supporter, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I hate there. I just didn't really have much time for them. And, and, and um, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, interesting times for me as well because I've been able to, to get back into my full flying stuff, so full-scale aviation, which has been pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's given me that chance to sort of um, refocus my, my own life as well. Um, uh, I lost a bit of the passion of my own hobby. Yes. And to get that back is, is pretty cool. Like you can see in the background here, I'm building a, you know, the, a two-metre super decathlon, which mm-hmm. is going to be a 20 gasser, 30cc gasser, whatever it is. Um. And obviously, there's other stuff, you know, that, that I want to do as well. So it's, um, yeah. But back into into flying, I'm, I'm all keen to become an instructor with with aerobatics. So that, that's my next goal, um, you know. So it's, um, and obviously, you know, excuse me, reconnect with my boys as well. Yeah. Um, and and that comes, and my my father as well, because doing the hobby for work. When when I get home from work and my dad or on the weekends, you know, my dad would say to me, you know, like let's um let's go and build something, let's do something. Sorry, my battery's just gone flat. Hang on a second. Am I still there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my battery just went flat. Oh. Um, and and to reconnect back with my my dad because we used to build a lot of RC stuff together. And then on the weekend, I'd go to his house where all my RC stuff is, and um, I'd say to him, he'd go like, oh, he'd be so keen to do something. And I'd just be like, really? Yeah. The last thing I would look at a model or to, to pull an aeroplane apart. And he'd be so keen. And I'm there going, like, I'm done. You know, I can't. And, and it, it really affected. It took its toll a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but that, that's that, that's what's happened. That's the news. Um, so, I'm, yeah, we've parted ways. And, and obviously not my choice. So I, I still love the company, like I said. Mm-hmm. But it's time for, for them to have that restructure. And it wasn't myself as well. There's a few other people gone. With this restructure, and hopefully, Hobby King can keep going and endeavour into the future and make some fantastic products. Like I said, there's some awesome products that are going to come out. Like, oh, I can't say. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> or can I? I can now. I don't work here anymore. I yeah, can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Steve. You know, here in just a few minutes or whatever i definitely want to get in and talk a little bit about the pressures and and what you you know a lot of people don't understand we've talked to you and even back when Stu on the record off the record about you know behind the scenes and the pressures and everything but i'm curious to know uh obviously like Stu, he just needed a break for a little while get away from it get that like you said get the passion back now obviously i know there's some things you want to do on probably your bucket list a couple of them you just mentioned but do you see yourself in the future coming back to the RC hobby in some shape, way, or form or something like that? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always in and around the hobby. I mean, I probably won't be won't be back to the same capacity. I, I don't really think I have the interest to come back and work in the industry again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I do have the interest, obviously. I'm the president of, of PMAC where we do all the filming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives me time to put more energy back into that club because I'd sort of moved away from that as well, um, and, and that's that's a big drive for me because that club is like 120 members strong. There's some fantastic, fantastic personalities out there, and, and a lot of guys out there, and, and that and that club needs to grow on it. I can you know put more time and energy into that as well. Um, yeah, but 
Yeah, you, you touched on the on the pressures. There, there are pressures, like with every job. You know, you've, you've got you've got different things that you have to. I mean, Hobby King's a different animal altogether. It's it's like I said, Bill, I touched on before. It's a fantastic place to work, but it is still work. You've still got those pressures of work. Yes. Like there's times where myself and the cameraman Michael have gone at it head to head and throwing cameras and radios at each other and <laughs> and had dummy spits, no doubt. I've obviously and I've gone through some challenges in my life as well. And Hobby King's always been there to support me, and the guys there have been fantastic. Toby especially has always been there to, to help me out, which was which was great yeah. at the time when I needed. So yeah, and there's been challenges, obviously, with with other things that that happen with, with obviously um, the stresses of trying to get the videos out the way you want it. Yes, it's a, it's a funny thing to say, but you sort of um, when when you're there and there's people watching you and you're under pressure and you're trying to remember lines and you're trying to remember this and you got the cameraman going, it's not that hard. Just do it and. <laughs> You just want to explode. You just want to just like, what the hell? But, yeah, so there are pressures with – and, of course, I don't really watch back any of the movies – oh, the movies um, – the, the, the clips of the movies, the, the clips movie. that I've done. Yeah. I just find – I find looking at myself and hearing my own voice really embarrassing. <laughs> so it's – um, and that that's something I had to overcome as well where I'd look at the screen and I'd, 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 I wouldn't like what I saw on the screen. The next video I'd want to do it again and then – yeah think to myself like oh, why didn't I stand properly why didn't I do this why do I keep saying fantastic what is it yeah <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll agree I'll agree with you there because and I've, I'm nothing on the level of what you guys did but I remember in the early days of uh, flight tests when we were filming and they'd throw me in a few episodes here and there and you know I always felt real confident and everything was going good until they said you know, the camera's on action. And then I had like dumb thumbs. I couldn't talk. Uh, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, this is terrible. You know, and like you said, I, cu- I couldn't even watch the episodes because I didn't even want to see myself yeah, on yeah. on camera and yeah, look like is, an idiot. It is it is funny. And, and Stuart, I remember when I took over from Stuart and Stuart just did it off the cuff. Like he could do like four or five in a row. And because he'd been doing it for a few years. And, yeah. And he really just, just had those, those fill words. And James is the same. James is very good at what he does. In regards to his language on camera as well, and he's able to, to, to you know, and, and I did not have that ability. I, I really, <laughs> and I admit it now. It's, I found it extremely tough, and and also, like sometimes I don't shut up. But I, when it comes to the camera, it's it's very funny how you can you can like James is a natural. Mm-hmm. He really is. Like when he's on camera, you know, he can he can just talk and 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 just use those and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Australian way as well. We we don't actually talk as much. Um, you know, we we use. You know, we, we're sort of just we're quiet. You know, everything's very easygoing and relaxed in Australia. Very yeah. similar to the Canadian in comparison <laughs> to the American. So to to have those and it, it, it does. You can actually see like Stuart back on what I was saying. So I'd watch Stuart do these videos and he'd just knock them out. Mm-hmm. Just done. Next one, just done. Mm-hmm. And I just I remember the first video I did, they used to call me Pinocchio in the office because I was so wooden. I was like, <laughs> 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 one of the office was like, you know, like, man, Steve, it's like, you don't even move. It's like, you know, I was like, made out of wood. And it's, and it's so funny to watch. I look back at it, like, I watched one of the original ones. I think it might have been the Red Comet that was one of the first ones I did. Uh-huh. And it's so funny. 
I look back and tend to see myself on video like back then. It's just like, that's, uh, you know, what? as, as a video producer, I think Steve, you've come along huge yes. in the span of a year. Huge, yes. But yes. Yeah. So you I, know? I think bit for a video I did in one take nearly. It was yeah. like, and just went like, What's, what happened then? I'm but it was like, it was it was the build videos, you know. You could see that you you relaxed and you actually were starting to enjoy the process, or just you know your, your natural personality was yeah. coming out versus the on cover. As a shooter, I experienced yeah. that with a lot of talent. Actually, I, one of my tricks is the light isn't even on on my camera on the front of my camera, so they don't know I'm recording. Right? So <laughs> yeah. You know, we get the banter going, get yeah. them all loosened uh, up, and then we do the video, right? Yeah. They have no idea the damn thing's recording, right? So it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's one of those tricks, but yeah, no, I, I watched, I watched you develop over the course of the year yeah. and you're right. Even, you know, even like James, who, who suddenly became an on-camera talent, you know, we know that we saw him go and, yep. you know, so yes. hi James, he's here on the chat line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Hey James, how you going? It's, um, yeah, but it's, it was, and even, you know, I mean, and as you know, the, the industry itself isn't very big. And, and we all know each other. Like everyone, like if we don't have met personally, we all know each other online, and we know each other. You know, like it's um, it's it's yeah, it's good. Like I've, I spoke to James a couple of days ago and told him that I'd, I'd left. And so yeah, I mean, like, and I don't hold a grudge with Hobby King at all. Like whatever's going to happen in the future with them, and whatever's going to happen with me, that's all. It's all like it's all good. Like, and as I said before, I'll always be a supporter, and I'll always be there to encourage others to to buy from Hobby King because I think they revolutionized the hobby when I first got back into it again. Instead of paying crazy amounts of money for things, I was able to go and buy it and it was yeah. very cost effective. And they, they really they you know they, they really revolutionized and they, and they were, you know, sort of how, how do you how would you say it? They, they were the you know the pathfinders really for the whole for the industry in a whole. So I mean these guys and they, and they you know, Hobby King really, they've brought to life, you know, a, like a lot of other companies, you know, like flight tests wouldn't be much without Hobby King. You know, like mm -hmm. there's one there. Yeah. You know, the original flight test was, you know, I remember watching flight test videos back, you know, when they had the Taylorcraft. Yes. And, yes. Which I've got one up there. Uh -huh. You know, it's, um, and, and that that's my third one, by the way. Thanks, <laughs> flight test. <You> know, <laughs> got me addicted to the Taylorcraft, so, but I've. I had a midair with one, so I crashed, and then I hit a tree, so this is my third one. <laughs> and they, I don't know if they've got them. They'll probably stop making it soon, but I, I love that aeroplane. That's a cool little plane. But, yeah, um, yeah but um, I don't know. Where, where, where did I leave it? Yeah, just, you know, it, it is what it is, and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll go on and do something else. Hopefully I'll still be around. I don't know what capacity I'm going to do it. Maybe yeah. I might have to jump onto RC after hours and be, you know, <laughs> The, the, the guy from down under and we'll talk about new products and yes. stuff and I'll jump in. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I've got, you know, I've got, you know, things planned here. I've, you know, talking to the flying school that I'm actually doing some flying with. They want me to go and work in the hangar part-time and mm -hmm. I've got my brother-in-law who's a house painter and he wants me to paint houses with, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's pretty good money so I can do that as well. Yeah. So there's... There's different options, and and I don't, you know, I'm not going to do anything till next year. Now I'm going to have the rest of the year off. Like I told my boys, I'm retired for 2018. I've had enough. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting question. Bill wanted to know: Will HK ask you for any prototypes that you might have given for testing? If you got to give that stuff back, um, everything's everything's handed over. So I've basically given it all to Ian, mm -hmm. and Ian Ian's taken over. To, to what capacity? I don't, I don't, I don't, I've got no idea. I'm not there. Yeah. But all I know is 
you know, there, there's yeah, there's some really really cool models that we were developing. Like the next the next round, this is the buffaloes one that I did, and that and that's that's on the water. That, that's going to be here soon. That's that's a cool little plane mm-hmm. in two color schemes, and then the albatross, which is the big one, and then there's the next Eurofly warbird, which you know um, is a mold stage. So that's not that far away either, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So. You know, and it's you know was flown by the Royal Air Force and it's got two wings. Nice. There we go. Uh, okay, Steve. I, I, I want- <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else for her. What's that? Did I say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but there's there, there's really there's some really cool planes coming through, like you know EDFs and stuff like that, which we were working on. And Ian and myself, Ian loves his jets, so Ian mm-hmm. was was you know, pushing for EDFs, and we've got some, you know, we've got you know some really, really cool planes and, and hopefully to come off the back of the C-130, so bigger planes as well. Obviously, the um, Albatross is 1,600 millimetres and that's a big plane, yeah. massive fuselage. Like, it's got a very, very chunky fuselage. Um, and, you know, like in, in the works, we've, like, um, we've done the version 2 of the Spitfire and then there's the version 2 of the older Durafly models that we've done years and years ago, which are going to come back again. So. Mm. And obviously those moulds won't change that much because we want to, you know, be able to interchange the parts with guys that have crashed older ones and then use new parts and that sort of stuff. So it's going to sort of – those version 2s are going to be pretty cool as well. Like there's – and so there's – you know, and then obviously there's, there's you know, iterations of the um, EFX racer, which are coming out as well. So there's really – some really, really neat products and, and um, you know, obviously they, these, you know, the Bonanza and the Buffalo, which were – produced um have sold extremely well so there's going to be that that smaller hand launch yes. range of aeroplanes going to continue i think well we had a few run through uh, I, you know hopefully we see some more yes and, and we know the rc after hours love belly landers <laughs> yeah well they're easy they're, 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 yes and they and, and, and they sell extremely well because they're, they're, they're you know the price points really yes good too. yes yeah so yeah but hopefully we see some 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 cool stuff come through and 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 I'm you know lucky enough to see these designs that I've worked on and they'll come through after I've gone and I'll be able to sit back and hopefully they they continue with them and so because I know there's some really really cool products coming through so it's right it's cool okay especially so, the jets yes yes all right Steve I, oh go ahead go ahead and finish I was just saying and the jets are pretty cool like I've um you know just recently got my hands on the f4 mm-hmm. from um from freewing and oh yeah yeah i'm gonna back or oh, cross date it not back date it but cross date it to a royal navy version so mm. i've got to change the inlets and i've got to change a few other little things on it because i just love the royal navy because navy guys fly better than the that is a big that is a big airplane isn't it have you yeah. have you put it all together or just is it still in the box it's, it's it is it is massive. It's a big chunky looking aeroplane, and I've got the eight S one as well because while well, we want crazy, to, yeah, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a big chunky plane, man. It's like it's like all the planes that I've seen come through, like the the CNC planes that we've got. Or the, 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 sorry, the CNC planes that were at Hobby King when I was there. Um, <laughs> it's um, some of those planes that are coming through. Are, are, you know, nice big round fuselages and chunky and, and very very cool. And big wings, so like light, lighter wing loading and that sort of stuff. So it says there's some cool designs. So watch this space. <laughs> How um, far in the future? 
But no, no, 2019 is going to be interesting. There's going to be some cool products come through. I'm looking forward to the Albatross. Mm-hmm. The Albatross is cool. I mean, one of the guys in the UK was doing rolling circles in an Albatross. It's, oh, my um, gosh. It's got power yeah. below. Flies really, really well. It's, and it's solid, like it's built to last. Like it's, you can hand launch it too, which is funky. You can just grab it and just throw it. And it's just, so Robert, no doubt Robert, we just, because I'm, I mean, I remember the first video I watched of Robert when he hand launched a MiG 17 from RC Lander, I think it was. Man, that, that guy just caught my attention. He just grabbed it and just like, whoa. <laughs> 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 it, it was hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, someone, someone, someone just said, "Will I join Motion RC?" No, 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 no. 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 That not on me. I'm like secondhand. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to do. Um, yeah, my own thing now. It's going to be good fun. I, I do feel as though, like you were talking about the pressures, mm-hmm. and I do feel as though a little bit of weight's been lifted off, and that sure. little bit of weight obviously comes from. Yep. From the RC community, like you have your really cool guys and your guys that, you know, like your supporters and they don't generally have to be supporters as in the products that you produce or but that they might support you for the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And then you get those guys, and I'm going to be pretty blunt because I don't work for Hobby King anymore, who are absolute assholes. Like yes. they really are. Yes. They, they, they know who they are. You know mm-hmm. who you are because you're listening. And they like to get on their soapbox and social media and they will drill into you and they will give it to you no matter what, even right. though you don't deserve it. And they got no idea who you are yes. and how much under on the outside of the industry or yeah. from behind the or whatever. Might, but they just seem to think it's their right to give it to you because you work for Hobby King or because you don't, they don't the color scheme's not right or yes. something silly. And you've got to remember at the end of the day, man, we're all in this together making this hobby fun and enjoyable. And man, these guys have either got issues or whatever it might be. But God, you'd like to meet them in the dark alley because you just knock them out because they're just idiots. Like some of the stuff you've got to put up with, it's like really like so many comments we have to delete. Yeah. Because these guys, like you know, really, yeah. like whatever you know, whatever issue you've got, it's just like wow. Yeah. Some of the stuff we read, it's it's actually we we're going to do a video and we we're going to read them out. We we're going to call. <clears throat> we we're going to those mean read. tweets. Yeah, because some of them were just. Absolutely hilarious. Like Ian and I used to. No, I was, I was going to say Ian and I used to get off on it, but that's weird. <laughs> Ian and I used to actually enjoy it, and we'd sit there and read them, and we'd just be like, "I this can't believe crazy. this guy." It is. It yeah. is absolutely crazy, and and the effect. The and back onto that, the effect that it does have on you. Like I'll sit there and I'll read it, and I'll think to myself, like, I'm going to type a message back to this guy. So you'll sit there and you'll type it back, and you'll be there angry. And yeah. All typing away, and then. I'd have to send it to Ian. Ian would then correct it and send it back to me and delete it. Yeah. Because you just can't you just can't yeah. respond the way you want to. Yeah. And it's 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 hilarious. It's it's very, very funny. But, you know, at the same time it's not because it does take its toll. It does affect you. Absolutely. You know, and and like I'm I'm extremely thick skinned, like you can call me anything you want and I'll just like bounce off. But then there's times when you might be you know, down about something else in your life or something has happened and then you get this response from someone in the community you've never actually met or got no idea and got no intentions on meeting because the guy's obviously a fruit. And then he sends you a message of this and, like, hatred and stuff. It's like, what am I reading this for? Why am I responding? Why am I giving you the time of day? Why am I doing this? And then, and it does, it really does affect your day-to-day work. Like, it, it really can. Yeah. And that's the industry and 
and that, that's that's a bad part of this industry. And I think it's a bad part of social media. I think that as yes. good as social media is, uh, people just seem as though it's a platform to hurl abuse. And, right. And maybe, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's, I mean, when you put yourself out there as well and you work for a company and you stand up and then, then I suppose like, like if, if, if you were a, you know, like a, you know, I, I don't want to compare myself to a rock star, but if you are a rock star, then you will get abuse and you will get people who just decide it's the right. your turn to be gone or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, you can totally understand why why people get annoyed and why people turn off social media and that sort of stuff and, and just don't want to be a part of it because it can be toxic. Right. There's the word. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, so those pressures yeah. and – and obviously, stuff that that happens, you know, to, to bits and pieces within your life. Obviously, it all has that effect as well. But yeah, it's it is what it is. And I'm just it's the next step now. So I'll, I'll move on to something else and hopefully um, recharge yeah, and enjoy yeah. life. Right um, now, yeah, Steve. Saying, sorry, in saying that as well, when you when like Bill Decker was always been there when we released the Grand Tundra. Mm-hmm. But he was never there in a, in a hurtful way. Like he'd have a stab. He would really sure. have a go at it. Yeah. But it was banter, and you could. There was no aggression, really. You know, it was it was it was fun. Mm-hmm. But then you get these guys who just want to just want to dig deep, and it's just like that's not fun anymore. That's beyond yeah. fun now. Like yeah. you've crossed the line. You're, you're an idiot. Yeah. But no, we had one guy on, on our on our. Um, I have to think of his name, but he was um, Pedo. His name is. He's hilarious. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever met. I haven't really met him, but I've spoken to. He um, would send up, put up memes all the time about the C-130, like a skeleton would be waiting and that sort of stuff. And he, he was just gold. We called him the Meme King. He was just. He was. He was so. He was such a funny character, and 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 that sort of stuff made it all worthwhile because you got to, you know, give this guy a C-130, and that's all he wanted was a C-130. Yeah. And now he's got it. He's and he used to he used to fly and he was in the Vietnam War. He was a load master in the C one thirty. And now he's gonna get a C one thirty to fly around or to have hanging up in his lounge room. Like that that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. to do that. It's that, patience you know. though. It's that acquired patience. And you know what? I, I, I can appreciate a lot of you know, a lot of that because early on, you know, you're salivating, you're drooling over yeah. this product and then yeah. it's like, Where is this? Why is this? And then it's like then there's this level of maturity like after yeah. a while that's supposed to come along and you're like, yeah, I'll get it. And you know, I want, so there's, there are planes that just, you know, like now that plane is cool and I want it. And you, so yeah. now, you know, you, you experience that a few times and you go, okay, yeah. slow down, yes. back off. This is a hobby. This yes. is supposed to enhance my life, you know, not yeah. become a prime focus. Um, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's like when, when I first started the hobby was because I, I was never able to continue with flying an airplane, like a real one. Yeah. Obviously that funds or, you know, whatever it may have been. So I turned to the, to the RC hobby. And before mm-hmm. that I'd made plastic models. I enjoyed making plastic models as a kid, as we all did. But my biggest thing is I was colorblind. So I paint fuck all purple, but that's another story. <laughs> <coughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean like, then, then I was able to to to, to fly RC planes, and you know it was it was fantastic. And then to work within the within the industry and that sort of stuff's been it's been awesome. It's been really really cool. But then, yeah, just I don't know the 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 downers in, in the industry, you know, and it's across the whole board. It's not just related to hobby king. I'm sure it happens to every single manufacturer. Will have somebody who doesn't like them and that sort right. of stuff. But it's not. 
I'll take that back. It's not just just doesn't like them. They actually find it that it's they have the ability now to 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 just be abusive, and, yeah. and that's where it needs. To be. That's just ridiculous, right? Because they don't, they don't know. Like everyone has their. I think I touched on it. Everyone has their own issues and their own bits and pieces that happen within their that- lives. You've got no idea what's happening to that person in that part of their life, mm-hmm. and, and and that's across the whole bullying side of social media with yes. kids and everything. So we can get onto that's a whole other story about social media. That's right? the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've, but and it's I've true. Got, it is true, I've and I'm got, glad. I'm really glad that you've taken the time to talk about it because we've talked about it. We've we've dealt into it on a personal yeah. level together to discussing some of the stuff. So it is good yeah. that that the listeners of the podcast, who generally are pretty damn supportive people, yeah. um, hear hear the reality yeah. of what 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 people are getting on the on the service reception that's end. Why, of it. And that's why I chose you guys to come out and have this conversation and tell everyone what I'm doing and what's happened. Mm-hmm. Because I know you guys have been extremely supportive from the get from the start. Like we've we've worked together when you guys first kicked off, and it was a lot of fun. Yep. And we started, and it was cool. Like you guys have been very supportive, and and you've also been tight-lipped about projects that we've spoken about in the past, and you haven't leaked any information, which has been fantastic. And we've we've spoken, you know, and and communicated on products that haven't come to light yet. <laughs> and, and it's it's fantastic that you've got people in the community that, that can you can use as a resource to have that conversation. So it's, um, and that's the reason why I chose to come on here at what time is it now? Two o'clock in the morning or whatever oh it is. My time. And mind you, I've got to get up at six o'clock to go and see the F-35s arriving to Australia because I've got a, a pass to get on the base. So, oh, geez. And it, and it's a two-hour drive to get there. Oh, jeez. So. Oh, so you better you're just go to bed. Yeah, just put the coffee on now oh, and yeah, just just stay up. It's, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to ride the monkey bike, but uh, oh my yeah, God. that'll keep you awake. <laughs> um, two okay. hours on the monkey bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah four hours on the monkey bike. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'll leave now, right? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't use the mo- the highways or the freeways, so I'd have oh, to use Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he does like seventy five of me on it because. <laughs> oh, jeez! Wow. Uh, okay, um, yeah. I'm I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit, and w- when we dive into this, Steve, I don't know how much you want to get into it, or you know, we talk off the record a lot. We know uh, things that happen behind the scenes, but. One thing I just want to talk a little bit about, and you know, some people may realize this, and I don't know if I can change anybody's minds on their thinking or or whatever. And like you said, people are having bad bad days. They hop on social media, and they, maybe it's just an you know an outlet for them. Uh, and I generally stay off Facebook. I'm not a huge big social media guy. And thanks to Andre, he he really helped does most of everything with the RC After Hours page and and Instagram and everything. Um, but I I just want to. You know, for anybody that's been around the hobby for a while, and I just want to reiterate, if people remember six, seven, eight, nine years ago, we were lucky to get maybe three, two, three, four warbirds out a year or a couple other airplanes. And, and we're talking all together from all the manufacturers. Like, they might only put out a few airplanes a year. And, you know, we would just... One reason we started the podcast was is we'd go out and we'd fly for an hour and sit around and talk for three hours about what products coming out or what people released or secrets, you know. And it was it was just like oh we you know you couldn't wait and and now what we're getting with social media and YouTube 
and what what these um, developers can do with foam, the, the products everybody's putting out, whether it's Hobby King, Motion, Horizon, or whatever, it is just unbelievable the amount of stuff people and these manufacturers are pumping out. So, you know, when we get these leaks and these previews, I, I would think people would grasp them a little more and go, oh, my gosh, look what's coming out now. Or, you know, look what we heard. You know, it's coming down six months down the road. And like Andre said, it's a hobby. It's something that's supposed to be fun. It's something that's supposed to take the pressures off of daily life and you're supposed to enjoy a little bit. And I just, you know, I'm not wondering why people don't embrace it a little bit more and and take that in the you know the glimpses we get behind the scenes the tours of the factory the the early production models you know t- to me that's great and again it's just a foam airplane for me so if it's six months or seven months or eight months down the road i don't really care i just think it's cool that you know you guys are putting out all this information and, and giving us some glimpses you know behind behind the scenes so what I wanted you, maybe Steve, now that you're not with Hobby King a little bit, um, I, like I said, I generally stay off social media, but over our, our here in the U.S., our Thanksgiving, uh, I had four days off. I was really, really sick, like, and I wasn't getting out of bed, so I actually got on Facebook and was completely blown away at some of the stuff people were saying, you know, whether it was about the, the C-130 or, or the delays, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And you being in the spotlight in the position you were in, no matter what comes, you get the direct result of some of that. So what I was kind of wanting you to do, if you if you want or, or how much you want to talk about it, behind the scenes, you know, what happens? Obviously, you don't want to come on our show and go, hey, you're going to see this plane in a month. It's coming. It's going to be here in a month. And then, boom, that month rolls around and it's not here. Well, then everybody gets upset, you know, and they're calling you names and Hobby King sucks and all this. But, you know, it's a lot of this. You have nothing to do with this. And, you know, maybe you can just talk a little bit about some stuff or things that happens of why this stuff gets delayed or stuff that happens at the factory of, you know, why this product isn't here. And maybe it would just give them a little bit more sense and an inside look of things that happen that are out of the developer's control, out of your control. Because what kind of irritates me is a lot of people were like, he's lying to us. He's just throwing this information out to us saying, you know, trying to keep us on the cusp and and get us to, you know, get on board and, and keep wanting to get the plane. But now he's lying to us. Now it's six months later. And it's not your fault. So I just want you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, production production is a big thing. Uh, you've you've got factories that, that you know the the oh, fact, factories that we have, and and they manufacture a lot of different airplanes for us. So you can imagine, for instance, factories that would make say like our top five selling airplanes. There's a lot of work there that goes on behind the scenes, and and um, you know a, a lot of from your initial production to QA to painting to everything that happens within that factory in those factories. Um, and it does take a delay. Like there is time that, that happens, like from the development time. We all know that it doesn't happen overnight. These aeroplanes take years to develop. Yes. And that's and, and that's a big thing. Like you've got like just to change a, a thing in a mould, so if you wanted to add something in a mould, may take, you know, 60 days mm-hmm. to change. So you're looking at two months delay on there on the product straight away because you didn't you didn't put in something in the mold that needs to be changed, whatever it may be. 
So for that mould to go back to the company that manufactures the mould to adjust it to bring it back, there's just massive changes that happen just with the, just with the mould itself. Yes. Stages um, between C and C in the mould, there's massive changes. Like there's massive time developments that happen. You know, it, it can be as easy as um, not responding to an email and then that delay happens and then this delay happens. And there's, so there's, it adds up and it snowballs from there. So there's, there's you know, like there's definitely, you know, many, many things that no one sees behind, you know, behind the, the fun curtain, as we call it. Um, and, then, and then to, yeah, the, the delays, they're not really delays. It's just production. Mm-hmm. We released a lot of aeroplanes early, and then that, that was just that that happened. So there's not much we can do about that, and then that was done. And the last one of those was the Spitfire, and it, it's now out. So, but but we had those delays, and then everything that we did after that to try and minimise the time to get it to the customer, there was another delay, or there was something else that was in the way. And by the by, what I mean, like a delay, it could be a shipping thing, mm-hmm. it could be a customer, it could be the ship didn't, you know, didn't that container didn't go on the ship. Or something sim- simple happen, but then that delays. Like it takes six weeks for a ship to get from point A to point B, yes. minimum. Yes. And guys, you would say it's on the water, and they're like, "What does that mean?" Like, well, it's on the water. <laughs> and, but they don't understand. It's somewhere in the ocean, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it, can be, it, can be, it can be a month, or you know, in between, like two weeks and a month, where you don't hear from, you don't know where that ship is. I mean, obviously they do. I mean, the, yeah. The, but, but we don't know, you know, like, and there's no point saying every day it's now going to be two weeks and four days. It's now going to be, and then, you know, I mean, and then, then you've got customs and then you've got to get it into the warehouse and then you've got to process every single box that goes in there, you know, as inventory. And then that has to be allocated a space on the warehouse. The warehouse then has to be changed around and, and redesigned to fit in the extra stock or whatever it may be, whatever has to happen. These things all take time. And to try and explain that to a person who doesn't really want to listen, it's very difficult because all you're going to do is, is, is you're going to get your hopeless at your job. You've got no idea what you're doing. Yeah. The other guy was better. Um, we hate you. We hate you. We hate you. Where's my spitfire? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and at you know, at the end of the day, you feel like saying, you know, like, wow, if only you knew. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but there's no like, and and there's and there's other things as well that happen, you know, all over the place. But it's yeah, to have that. You know, to have that um, extreme hate, what we touched on before, is just yeah. bizarre. Right. Just, I've, I've never really dealt with it in any sort of industry before or anything that I've done before, and I, I don't know if it's if it's if it's if it's just in our hobby. No. I don't know. It's, no. It's no. It, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's amazing how it how it yeah, as you said before, how it um. How you know a delay which can snowball to a bigger delay, which is completely out of your control, yeah. is now instantly your fault because you're the face of the company. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it is. You know, it's it's very very difficult to, you know, with the Spitfire. Like I remember saying, I was hoping to bring it out for September, and it didn't come out, and I was crucified. The Grand Tundra was another one. I think I said it'll be out. I think I said to someone, I promised it'll be out before the new year and it, it was out like, I can't remember the actual date when it was released. Mm-hmm. And this guy, held, he goes, you said it was going to be on this day. And I was just like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. But, but I can understand, don't get me wrong, I can understand when you're waiting for a product to come out, 
and it's been announced and this is something that's not going to happen with Hobby King ever again, I don't think, is that we're going to do an early release. Yes. Um, you know, and, and the, we've done it on a few models and, and previously before the ones that Stuart released, we did it on the P40, for instance. That was two and a half years before it was released. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it was announced at Joe Null, I think, like that, one of those. And I remember before I even worked at Hobby King, I was like, wow, P40's coming out because I was, you know, I might have been interested in the product at the time. And then it didn't come out. And I was just like, wow, that's taken a long time to come out. And then when it was released, I was like, mm, okay, it's here. Yeah. And it kind of kind of lost its edge a bit. And I can understand that with like uh, the, the, the the C130 wasn't really announced that much early in the piece. It was it, We teased it, mm-hmm. and I think it was released in March. So at the Hobby King AU event, which was, I think, in March, if my memory serves me correctly. And... Um, so, I mean, considering the other releases, it wasn't, you know, sure, it was a, a long release, an announcement, sorry, but it, but it wasn't as long as the others. But we were held accountable as though it was like three years, these guys have been waiting for this aeroplane to come. Mm-hmm. And we just got, you know, and slaughtered for it. And it was just like, really? Wow. And some of the comments were, like I said before, were just ruthless. So, you know, and, and obviously uncalled for and not really needed because at the end of the day it is an RC model. And I understand that people buy it. They want it because it is going to be a cool product. Right. But, um, yeah. But I get get it to a certain degree because I'm a customer as well Mm -hmm. and and I've got a hundred and something RC planes in my collection and I've just bought a few new ones just recently just because I can. And (laughs) I'm like, the new one that come out, I want to go and buy it. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, but I, I totally get it from a customer standpoint that where as a new product come out and the release of the C130 was another one, like we released it in a special way because of this whole ballot thing that we wanted to do yeah. and to give it a bit of exclusivity and we wanted to bring it out so people can, you know, to feel special about being the first to own the C130. Mm-hmm. And to a certain degree it worked and the feedback was okay, but some of the people that didn't get it, holy, God, I mean, come on, man, seriously, like, wow. Yeah. Like, these guys didn't even enter. Yeah. And they'd be for, for not getting it. It's like you didn't – and we even – I even offered one guy. I said, look, yes. I can even – I can even organise for you to get one. Yes. If you give me a, and he said, no, I don't want it now. Yeah. Just like, then go away. Right. Like, really, go away because you're obviously not interested. All you always want to do is just preach about the hate and that's it. That's all you want to do. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was pretty funny, actually. And, then I, and I, I remember going backwards and forwards with him, and I think it was on Facebook, and I just sort of – I got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? Why am I arguing with this gentleman for? Like, right. What for? What, what and, am I going to gain out? And Nothing you got, at all. you got to wonder – Part of it, like if if you got that person face to face, one on one, sat him down, got to meet you, talk to you, explain what's going on and what's happening, I bet they would feel bad, or at least I know I would, and then change, and it would change their perspective a little bit. I would. I think. Remember, this this is a funny story. Actually, this goes back before I was working for Hobby King, and we had a guy who <clears> would um, speak badly of the the club that I'm in, and he mm-hmm. would constantly get on there and he'd type away about. You know this and this, and I'm never. And, and he was he was very abusive sort of guy, um, and for for no real reason, just because he didn't like our club because we all flew electric and he flew some gas or whatever it might have been. But he was a constant thorn in everyone's side. And I remember one time he came out to our flying field. We had the first ever hobby king event, and he showed up at the flying field. And I walked over to him and I said, "John, 
no, shouldn't have said his name. I said, John, John's a pretty common name, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, um, there's a keyboard over there if you want to talk to anyone. Oh, that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I said, I said, mate, there's a keyboard over there if you want to go and talk to anyone. And he just sort of went like, what do you mean? And I just sort of, yeah. And it didn't last very long at that event. He, he walked away. So, yeah. But, yeah, those kind of people, like we touched on before, they're toxic and you don't really need them in the No. Like, if those people who are going to be extremely abusive about a C-130, they at the end of the day say, oh, I don't want one anyway, you're, you know, you're rubbish and I hate you. Yeah. And they don't buy one. Then that C-130 is going to go to someone who's going to really enjoy it. Right. And they're going to actually appreciate it and they're going to understand how cool it is and enjoy it. So yeah. it's a win for them and it's a win for the company as well. And that, that guy who missed out because he's just – he'll just miss out. So we'll move on. Right. Um, I don't know if you can answer this. Like Again, if anybody is joining us, uh, we're talking to Steve Neal, who j- actually just announced he is no longer with Hobby King. So, um, But Stu Perks wanted to know that he actually contacted HK for replacement parts, and he said they didn't have any yet. Do you know if they're going to be getting them soon? or uh, if- What airplane? Uh, the C-130. The C-130, the spare parts are on their way. That, that's all I know. Okay. Um, when, when I was there last time, the C-130 parts had been put through manufacturing and they're on their way to be delivered. So that's that's I, I just don't know about the timing between the two. Um, the, the, some of the reasons why some of the spare parts, um, I suppose, are released after the airplanes because they're manufactured after the airplanes are manufactured. Mm-hmm. On the first run, so you can imagine they've, they've got a few thousand airplanes that come through the production line, and they would make the spare parts, and they would paint the spare parts as well as the production ones are getting made. But the priority is obviously to package the aircraft or the full product, and then they would package the spare parts or those parts that they don't use on the first production run and turn them into spare parts. So that's how the spare parts come about. Um, normally, we would hold off and wait until it's all delivered, but obviously with airplanes such as the C-130, we had to get that out first, and then right. the spare parts will Gotcha. So that's that, that that that's the, I suppose the, the theory behind it and how that works with the spare parts. So you've got the production, which obviously takes priority, and then the offshoot of the production is the spare parts, because you can imagine how many of these foam bits and pieces we get put through, painted, and then put together. So it's um, yeah. Yeah. Funny, quick little story, too. If Andre remembers, I don't even remember the, the gentleman's name, but about a year ago, uh, you know, one of our podcasts, we had a listener who he would just email me and disagree with everything we said. And he, you know, and I don't argue it. it to me, it ain't worth the time. We're here to have fun and, and enjoy the hobby and, you know, be positive. And he would just, you know, try to argue and argue with me with email. So I contacted him. I said, how about. I'll come on the show. We'll have a great discussion. We'll talk about what's upsetting you. We'll we'll be like men and we'll no response. He did not want to come on the show and debate it. He was like, absolutely not. And I, and I think if I remember right, Andre, he quit emailing us and we haven't really heard from him since. Right. Don't think so. Yeah. So it was just rather entertaining. Either myself, we, we had a guy who's um, who's got a YouTube channel who will remain unknown. We won't talk about him. But he has a YouTube channel and, and he went through a hate stage of hating on Hobby King pretty solid. And we contacted him to reach out to say, like, what can we do to work together? What can we possibly do and we'll work together somehow? 
mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what's your main gripe? And then he basically just said, go away, don't have to do with you, I hate you, and that was it. Yeah. But even after we reached out, he still, I suppose, had, you know, like this undying hatred, which is cool, but it, um, yeah, I, I can't see how that is going to help with growth in your channel when you're a hate channel. I don't understand that. Like, um, you know, then on the other side of the coin, we'll use you guys and, and, and Robert and those other guys that do the reviews and everything else and, you know, like they've got that that vibe and the happiness and the joy of the hobby, which shows through in the way that they talk about the products and the way that they show them and that sort of stuff. But even then, <clears throat> sure, we supply these guys with 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 um, the products for us to review. Uh, that, that's no secret. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, we supply them, and then they go and 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 make the um the the, the videos and then. Obviously, those videos are shown throughout the world, and we're all happy about that. And we get exposure. That's how that works. Right. No secret there. Um, but even after, for instance, Robert would get a review, I would have someone comment. I'll wait until someone else does a real review because his are just rubbish because he's not showing the true aeroplane because he basically works for Hobby King. And I'm like, that's so not the case. I remember when Rob flew the Bonanza and sort of said, like, the CFG's wrong in the manual and said it doesn't fly at this CFG point. So then we went through the manual and had a look, and it was right. We changed the manual. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, and, and it was feedback from, from like we said this at the beginning, feedback from the community, which then evolves the product yeah. and helps with the design of the products as well. Like, sure, we do as much as we can with the testing and that yeah. sort of stuff. And, and, and um, I know that, you know, like you obviously got companies that, that bring out, you know, version one, two, three, four, five, six, like we do. And, yeah. And they have product that way um, because they want to get it out, you know, as, as fast as they can so that people can fly and have fun. Um, but, yeah, it's – I actually don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, <laughs> but, yeah, I, but, we understand. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning there, so I don't even yeah. know how you're functioning. Um, Easy. I, I, I'm retired. I don't do anything. I stay up all night drinking beer and stuff. It's fantastic. Right, right. Well, folks uh, – you know, we got to really thank Steve for coming on, uh, filling us in and what's going on. Um, she, she just had a comment about some of the replacement parts for the C-130. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Stu, if, if you contact um, our customer – or not our customer service, but Hobby King's customer service team and explain to them the parts that you need, they will probably rush through certain parts for you as well. So you can you can speak to the guys there um, – there's, you know, uh, Robert, who's fantastic, and also Thomas, the guy that runs the, the CS team in the States there. Awesome guys. Get in contact with them and they'll sort out your problems straight away because they are really, really helpful. And our customer, I keep saying our, it's <laughs> I know, it's hard. Hey, yeah. a couple of years, man. That's it. It's <laughs> right. time to change that. Yeah. But the customer service team has gone, in, I mean, and we've, like, the, not we, keep saying that, and the stats <laughs> have proven it that, the, the customer service team for Hobby King has just gone out of like above and beyond. You know what I mean? So it's um, I mean those guys have done a stellar job to help and support myself and Ian, and really help with the with the backside of the of, of with customers as well that we never ever see. And these guys are just you know the untold you know heroes. And still you know I've seen and. We'll go into that second. Hang on, we'll stay. We'll stay with this conversation before we move on. 
So they've, <laughs> they've, they've done a fantastic job to help us out and, and they still, people still get in there and have a dig at our customer service team about how crap they are. And these guys do it above and beyond. Like I've known like Rob and that to answer emails, at, you know, out of work hours and that sort of stuff. And, yeah. and, and, and they do a really great job to, to support us as much as they can. So if anything, they give these guys a round of applause. They've been fantastic, you know, and and extremely passionate guys with the hobby as well, which is which is great to see. Right. And then we've, we'll move on to the next one. I was going to get to Go eventually. Ahead. Anyway, <laughs> was um was it within the was it gonna, how, how am I going to put this? <laughs> oh, probably not. I probably can't bring it up. Actually, I'll, I'll just let it go. I'll okay. just let it go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes all right well you know i i just hope this show especially with you coming on steve maybe maybe people would just think a little bit before they let their fingers do some typing and and realize it's supposed to be a fun hobby you know and, and it's supposed to relieve a little stress and things happen and it is what it is you know obviously and and you know, Hobby King makes some mistakes here and there, and I'm sure they've learned, you know, from their mistakes. And every manufacturer has done that. You know, I know Horizon Hobbies had that issue. If anybody looks back about four, five, six years ago, look up the Hawker Hurricane. Them, them poor guys pulled their hair out and had a lot of problems with that. So it's not just it's it's everything, and and people learn from their mistakes. And I just hope that they realize that you know these developers are, are like the situation you were put in. You're not lying to everybody. You know, you're getting told things and then things get changed. I, I just hope it, yeah. it gets put into a little bit better perspective and that, you know, again, we're here to have fun and enjoy the hobby and we're not trying to just tear people apart. Um, so I got to say just, thank you. No, go ahead. I just touching on something that you said earlier, actually, in regards to forums and stuff like that was mm-hmm. when. Back in the old days, when we when you didn't hear much information, and you might have heard snippets of information, or you might have had some sort of information about a new product, mm-hmm. and then we come out and remember that we're all passionate guys that work in the industry as well. Yes. So we we want this to get out as fast as it can, so people can build up that excitement with the new products as well. I keep saying we, but <laughs> the 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 thing too is that everything we used to read was on RC groups or forums, very similar to RC groups, and now with the evolution of groups on Facebook that we've seen in the last couple of years or six months even, <clears throat> there's been a lot of groups, individual groups pop up and closed groups and public yes. groups with Facebook. And so now those guys have migrated from RC groups into some Facebook groups. And the amount of groups that are there now is just astonishing and all these individual little groups, that it's, it's a, it actually is amazing. And it seems as though the RC groups – has has sort of, and I've noticed this as well, is that there's a higher rate of toxic people in RC groups in comparison to other forums. Yes, yes, and and that's that's and there's and people have said to me, why don't you answer us on RC groups anymore? So because there's there's nothing but hate in here. Yes, why would I want to? Why would I want to involve myself in 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 that sort of? So I don't. I mean, I don't know if people have just got sick of the toxicity and then gone and joined other groups and forums for more information-based. And that's one thing that Toby said to me as well, and it, and it didn't really dawn on me until he said it, was that with Facebook, when when the post gets gets posted and then it sort of vanishes, it can then just go away. Whereas RC groups, you've got pages and pages yes. and pages where you can look yeah. back on it 
and you but can the, delve into it and then you can find the hate. <laughs> so yeah, well, and, but the problem too, though, is because those intellectuals are going to Facebook, right? We're losing <clears throat> that 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 searchable knowledge. You know, yes. when you get that airplane, you find that airplane. I'm having yeah. this problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google, and nine times out of ten, I'll do like RCG because I know someone's gonna have the exact same problem, and it'll be in there. So if those people are going away and going into Facebook, into those closed groups that you can't get into, you yeah. lose that searchability. You lose that uh, that that wealth of knowledge, unfortunately. Right. And right. That, that knowledge base is like an RC club. It's like all these old guys that know everything. It's like they don't want to share anything anymore. So it's, it's yeah, I mean, like I still go to RC groups all the time and I'll go through and obviously I won't go in there and post anything, but I'll go through and look at, at products that, that I own mm-hmm. to look at, you know, what's happening and who's done what changes to what, who's flown. Because I don't know how many times you've got an aeroplane and, you know, like the, the, the build isn't the way you want it to go or it might not work the way you want it to and these guys have changed the design somehow and you go in there and, you know, it could be something as simple as like old balsa planes and that sort of stuff. And that information is getting lost. It, it, you're 100% right because – and it's it's a shame because RC Groups is a fantastic platform. Yes. You know, it, it is amazing how much information is in that on that site. It is fantastic. So, yes. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't think RC Groups is going gonna, is gonna to go away. I mean, I'm no. not saying that. But, but it still serves a purpose for sure. But in, in regards to – to, to where I sat in regards to new products and that sort of stuff and then to go on there and, and like, I don't know how many times I had a PM from a guy who was just basically telling me I was a dickhead and I was just like, wow, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that. You know, and his name is like, you know, it could be like, you know, yeah. you know, hot dog F-18 or something. I'm like, yeah, you're not even big enough to give me your name, like really. So go away, you know, like yeah. just, you're, but, um, I'm not saying a hot dog F-18 if he's a real person. (laughs) You're right. But um, yeah, it's, um, but it's, it's been an extreme, it's, it's been a, an awesome uh, opportunity for me to work for Hobby King, like I said at the beginning and um, something I'll never take back. And it's something that I'll always, you know, it's, it's a part of, of of something that I've done. It was awesome. It was a great opportunity, like going in, and, you know, being one, I mean, not many people get an opportunity to say they work for Hobby King if you're in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm extremely lucky. I've met some fantastic people. So I just, you know, I wish them all the best and I wish myself all the best and you guys <laughs> and I hope that I'll stay on this. You know, I'll catch up with you guys. And, you and, better. Uh, you better. Yeah. It's been yeah, an awesome know, pleasure, my friend. Do some stuff and we've got, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's a great hobby and I hope it grows more and more and I hope it, I hope it, I hope it really, I really wish it does grow because, I, I notice it at my own club level, like there's not many kids joining in flying airplanes now. There's just a lot of old guys just flying mm-hmm. planes. It's, um, you know, we really need to, to and, and that's something going back to another thing we're talking about, what the, the likes of Flight Test. These guys have really got that community spirit, just nailed it. They've done such a good job. And hopefully, you know, that the younger people can join you know, and, and can continue. On. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, and and it's like uh, you know I've got an eleven year old and 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 he you know that that's one of the things that happened with me is because I wasn't as passionate as what I used to be. He wants to learn how to fly and he's got a plane and he's got this and that and I just you know we've got to build it together and the last thing I want to do really is build an airplane. Like right. wow, but now like now I've got the energy. Yeah. 
but you know, like we're, I've, we're, we've got a Mavic and we fly that around. He flies that, so that's pretty cool. And he gets footage, and so hopefully we can do a bit more of that together because that's, um, you know, that that's what this hobby is all about. And that's one thing that I have learned is that like, you know, the the people that you meet and the families that you meet. Like we just had our Christmas party, and you know, to have young kids fly Spitfire and that sort of stuff. That that that's what it's all about is to see that, you know, the mm-hmm. the fun hobby, and hopefully. I can get back into that again and really reinvigorate my passion for the hobby. Right. Which may, may not, not, so I'll take that back. Not the passion for the hobby, but the passion for my own hobby. Right. Which yep. I missed yep. because I didn't, I, I sort of lost it a bit. And, you know, my dad will definitely agree with the amount of aeroplanes that are hanging around his house. <laughs> so. Right. Well, yes. there you have it, everybody. Uh, and again, if you if you haven't known, uh, hit rewind, or if you just joined the show live, uh, Steve, come on to join our show to let us know that uh, he is no longer with Hobby King and is going to be deeply missed, Steve. Because you know, like we talked be- before we were live on the air, you've really brought some unique, different models to the, to the market. That's, you know, a lot of stuff I was excited about, whether it be the C one thirty or the Bonanza or, or, you know, the sky sword and, and things like that, that they're just different and unique. Uh, and it's going to be deeply missed. I, I hope down the road, maybe, you know, you still hang around and, and again, like we talked, you know, you're more than welcome to always come on the show, you know, do some plane reviews or whatever that, that would be fantastic. And again, I just hope maybe, we can just change a little bit of the attitude out there, uh, whether it be on social media or whatever, and just try to enjoy the hobby a little bit more and take it for what it is. It's, you know, we're at least here at RC after hours, we're buying two, $300 foam airplanes, you know, and it's supposed to be fun. And so, uh, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a funny thing to just to, to touch on as well. It's like, yeah, I work for hobby King and the amount of times that I would have flown someone else's airplane at my own flying field, and they would have said to me, why are you flying their airplane for? You know, aren't you supposed to support Hobby King? It's like, dude, I'm supporting the hobby. Like, it's the whole. Yeah, I want to fly an experience. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yep. Someone would say to me, like, oh, my God, you're flying like a, an e-flight plane or you're flying this or you're flying that. It's like, wow. You know, it's just, it's just, I find that extremely bizarre. Um, considering at the beginning, I would have flown anything at all just you know to enjoy it mm-hmm. and then obviously you know obviously you work for hobby king so you do for their you know their products and you support their products as much as you possibly can but there's no reason why i can't go and fly someone else's airplane you know mm-hmm. i don't know how many times like, there was a video of myself flying the free wing saber and someone said we can't show that you're flying the free wing airplane I'm like why <laughs> and they didn't want to put the video up because here i am smiling while flying someone else's airplane i was like wow i said okay but no, he was like, oh, I can't put it up because it's not your aeroplane from Hobby King. And I'm like, it's just bizarre. I just kind of – it took me a while to get my head around that, but I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, um, uh, I'm still trying to help Stu Perks out a little bit. I mean, you know, he I guess he's got the prop adapters stripped out, so he can't get his prop on there. You know, I'm wondering, is there, you know, tons of online – places to buy you know like prop adapters and stuff or even the local hobby shop you know is there a way maybe he could just go online and look for that type of in size prop adapter or something um they're they're a unique prop adapter actually on the c-130 um but we can probably sort him out with something for sure Mm -hmm. um just depending upon whereabouts he is if he's located 
in is he located in the states or uh Stu, buddy where, where are you from we're trying to help you out here to see if we can't get you going i mean doing whatever we can here because i i feel for you man if you got a plane sitting there like if i had the c-130 sitting here and i couldn't fly i'd, I'd be pretty bummed too so uh yeah i i know for instance i've got a set of motors in my garage mm-hmm. he can have them there you go Australia. there you go Stu. <laughs> uh I'll tell you what, Stu, shoot us an email, uh, how we can get in, in touch with you, uh, RC after hours podcast at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, he's in Western New York. So Stu, get a hold of me by email and we'll try to, we'll work something out or we'll, we'll get you fixed up, buddy. We'll, we'll see if we can't get your C-130 going for you. All right. So I do, I do like to um, ride my monkey bike long distance, but I think that's a bit too far. <laughs> that's a little bit too far. A little dingy. You yeah. swing by Canada while you're at it, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> New York. Oh, that thing's awesome. Monkey. Yeah. Nathan, you should see, should see when I get on it. 105 kilos and 181 <laughs> centimeters tall it's with a big helmet on. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> the funniest thing is because you think you're riding a bigger bike. Until you see yourself in the mirror or in a, in a window. You go out of the window. Then you realize you just look like, as my ex-wife said to me, they look like a performing clown on a circus. Oh, bike. my gosh. That is hilarious. But that's, why she, that, that's why she's my ex-wife. So. <clears throat> oh, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, I got Andre. Look, Andre's going yeah. red. Let's go. Hey, oh, hey and, and, and you were talking earlier about the nice Canadians. Don't let Andre fool you because he's got a mean streak, and you can just ask Adam Drain about that. He, he's uh, – don't let him fool you. He looks good on the outside, but, boy, whew, he can get you. I got so. – yeah, yeah, yeah. The other week we were trying to line Steve up for, for the show, and poor – Poor Adam Drain pings me and he says, what's the big breaking news? He says, oh, yeah, we're, we're ending the podcast, you know. <laughs> Adam, Adam lost it. Yeah. Lost it. He was on. He was chatting with friends. I had to apologize. <laughs> he called Chris up in a panic. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Chloe just said, well, I'm leaving. Hey, Chloe. How you oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to listen back, Chloe, to uh, get the answer to that one. Yeah, so. Very exciting. Very exciting. One of the best podcasts you're ever going to hear. Very, very cool. So, all right, Steve, I I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, It's been very interesting, and I'm glad you come on and and joined us and, uh, you know, filled us in on everything. And, and again, stay in touch. I'm sure you will. And uh, it could could get a lot. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we've got, like I said, there's new products coming out, which I'm going to hopefully get to see and uh, hopefully get to fly and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good fun to, to see what, you know, what Hobby King bring out and, of course, what everyone else brings out as well. Right. I just saw Flex Innovations brought out an RV, an yeah. RV8. Yeah, right. And oh, I, huge. I had, yes. a fly, I had a fly in an RV7 and, and – um, I just bought the Hangar 9 RV4 because I'm an RV idiot. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw this. I was like, really? I yeah. just bought an RV4. But it's all good. I mean, like this this uh, RV8 will 3D and that sort of stuff, which I don't expect my other one to do. It's a bit heavier. But, um, yeah, it, it looks like a fantastic plane. And, you know, credits to the guys that made that. It looks pretty awesome. So hopefully that, that you know, yeah, it um, seems to fly extremely well and look really cool. So Right. Uh, Andre, will you throw the link or email it, a link up there on for Stu for me real quick, and when I'll, I'll get us out of here, I think. 
You bet. All right. Okay, Steve, thanks a lot. Hang on. We're going to end the show here real quick. Uh, we're going to get out of here um, and let you yeah, go. Yeah, so I've got a, I've got a, you know, my long drive to go and see my new airplane showing up. So. Right. Um, real quick, please go check out getfpv.com. They have been a huge sponsor for here on the show. Free shipping on most orders over 60 bucks. Uh, all the international listeners, DHL Shipping International. All kinds of deals here for the holidays coming up. We talked to Jay uh, McKinnis last weekend, so uh, if you miss that podcast, go check it out. And as always, with all their deals and everything, you can still use the RC After Hours discount. If you spend 100 bucks, you get 10% off your entire order on top of all their other discounts. It's fantastic, so please go check out GetFPV.com. And if you want to help the show, please go to... Um, patreon.com slash RC after hours please help us out and, and keep the show going and we appreciate all our um, Patreon people and also we do have a contest to give away uh, motors from Get FPV. we're going to let that go till next show and hopefully we'll draw a winner from that so other than that we're out of here thanks again Steve he's going to flash the spitfire up on the screen real quick while we get out of here So we'll talk to you next weekend. Another podcast next weekend. So we're out of here. See you guys. 